Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And this happens every Friday morning, 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being with us. Now, this is your first time with us. Please do remember, uh, we're not here trash talking people. We're just talking about anything we want. And... Uh, we don't intend or believe or, or to that we're saving the world or, or going to make huge changes in a half an hour. Uh, what we really like to do is see if we can find a, a unique perspective and, and really kind of hash out what's going on uh, to get to a spiritual perspective of what's happening in the world. Today, uh, we've got a great show for you today. We're calling this and we'll explore. Well, before we tell you what we're going to do today, um, Z, it's snowing. Whoa, I, I, it, it's like, beginning to look a lot like Christmas, I guess. Oh, you didn't really go. He went there, folks. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. It hasn't snowed in Denver this year, like in 200 and some odd days. It did it not this season, but and we I normally I have a couple of little traditions on the Internet. I have a song when I play the. The first morning I wake up and there's snow on my lawn and that sort of stuff. And normally that happens in like October. Sometimes it's September. This year, here it is December 10th. And we're starting to see the first actually. Now we'll see if it piles up enough to be measurable. Right. Yeah, that's the next thing right there. <laughs> if it's not measurable, it's not a real snow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it, is it but, live or memorex is what the question is. <laughs> yes. Am I, am I just hallucinating moisture in the air? But, you know, folks, it, po it points to the fact that anybody that wants to deny that our climate is changing and shifting and the seasons are, are, are shifting and our moisture patterns are shifting, there's no question about it. it. No question at all. It still snows. There's still cold weather. It's but it's different now. Well, you know, and I just saw this morning uh, that the headline was biblical rainforest in the suit uh, a biblical rain in the sudan that is just like flooding because yeah. they got uh, and snowing in in maui and stuff it's like and major floods in hawaii yes um predicted to be a major snowstorm for hawaii it became a major flood and received 15 inches of rain in a 24 to 48 hour period. I think it was. Yeah, it was um, just massive. Hey, good morning, Wayne. Who uh, Yahoo to you as well. Glad you're with us, sir. Linda, glad you're with us, dear one. Grateful to be here. For those that might be just joining us, feel free to chime in and chat along in the comment box as we go along. Now, we open by saying, you know, yay, hey, it's snowing in Denver. It's also sort of a sad day in Denver this morning. Um, 
Z, you're our resident sports uh, aficionado. I am not so much, so I'm going to let you break the news here. Yeah, it's it's sad news for all the Bronco fans. We found out this morning that Demarius Thomas, I mean Demetrius Thomas, Demarius Thomas rather, uh, Bronco receiver, 33-year-old young man, two AFC championships and a uh, Super Bowl 50 ring has uh, sadly passed away, uh, as I said, at the young age of 33, and they think it's uh, due to some medical condition. condition. Um, He was a great, uh, great receiver, played with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning has nothing to say but good things about him in terms of how he worked with with his personal, you know, his kids and and other kids and, and, and attending all the events and charity things that they had going on. And he will be sorely missed. And so we send uh, prayers and, and blessings to his family and his friends. And we, you know, we provide him some light on his journey to the next greatest beyond. Yeah. I, my real I, prayers for the family, prayers for everyone involved. And there's a piece of me that prays this was not a football related medical condition yeah, that yeah. this wasn't encephalitis and this wasn't all the the, the concussion related um because we know the man took some hits uh and he was a very very talented player of the game and as you were saying very well beloved uh within the league and especially here around denver i yeah. imagine there will be some can- there might be some candle lightings tonight we'll see yeah but yep Okay, on to our big story of the day, folks. We're calling this employment to be or not to be. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a question. That is a question. And uh, as in any major story going on, it all depends on who you listen to to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. I remember many years ago somebody lamenting that there was 10% unemployment. And someone else looked at them and said, you know, that does mean there's 90% employment. And you can be part of the 90% just as easily as you could be part of the 10%. Um, but that's not, it's not just unemployment today. See, there's a lot of factors going on here. Yeah, yeah well, there is. And, and you know, when you look at the percentages, right, uh, so, so the November unemployment numbers just came out the other day. And I think if I remember correctly, it was like 4.2% uh, unemployment or 4.4, something to that effect. Um, and, uh, you know, so they, you know, they give you the numbers and they give you the sectors and, you know, most of these sectors were manufacturing uh, uh, or warehousing and transportation mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um and those, and you know, from an economic standpoint, when you're looking at, you know, and I look at at economics in some ways as lever pulling, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's see what lever <laughs> we're trying to find balance here. So we got to keep pulling different levels to get them at this optimal place. And it's a it's a it's a it's a tough thing to try to figure out what that optimization point is. Um, thus, we have right now all this talk about inflation. And I'm just going to set the stage. Inflation, mm-hmm. gig economy, uh, mm-hmm. the great resignation, mm-hmm. uh, and then supply chain. supply chain, all of these things affecting employment. Because it, in some way, like the, one of the biggest challenges on the supply chain, right, is 
they can't find enough workers to unload the stuff off the trucks or the boats or whatever, nor do they have enough people to drive the trucks to get them to where they want to be. And if they got in there, they don't have enough people in the warehouse to timely unload them. So unemployment or employment, however you want to look at it, is critical right now. Uh, and if we can't get a right balance going forward, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I, I have this theory that 2020 was that opportunity for a lot of people. And I, we know it's true. A lot of people took the time to reevaluate their lives and look at what mm -hmm. it is I'm doing. Am I am, am I willing to trade dollars for hours now you know it's interesting because it would appear we're dealing with a couple of opposites here we've yes. got we've got numbers that indicate low employment but we also sorry low unemployment uh but we also have numbers that seem to indicate or at least there is a a, a perception that nobody wants a job right and I, I can't tell you how many times i hear that anecdotally well nobody wants to work these days supermarkets are feeling it too. Um, one of my local markets cannot pot, just cannot. I've talked with the manager. They're trying as hard as they can to get enough people so they can keep their front end staffed so they can keep enough registers open. So there's always lines at this store. And the manager told me they, they are trying as hard as they can to get anybody to fill these positions. So they're, that points to a whole nother subset of problems, which is wages. Yes. And what's going on with wages in, in this scenario. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of that, for those of you who may have seen the news, there's a Starbucks out of the 8,956 Starbucks throughout the United States, uh, throughout the company. I don't know if they're all in the United States or not, but, uh, but, one of those stores in Buffalo, New York, voted to have a union. Um, and so here goes another piece of this employment puzzle, right, of the union and what they provide, you know, consistent wages, training, benefits, negotiation. And of course, you have, again, we, we, we put in the levels, we're trying to get that balance uh, of the, the benefit and use of the union and the dues and what they actually provide and then right. sitting right in the middle of that is the whole idea of union and corruption and that you know that just brings back jimmy hoffa and the teamsters to some people who have that kind of reference mm -hmm. point but again we have this you know the the great resignation as they say where people are leaving their jobs and going into the gig economies and and, 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 and Reverend Briz and I both can speak to that from a little point because we both used to drive uh, uh, Lyft and Uber. Yep. And it did provide some money. I won't, I won't deny. I, 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 it, was, it was a decent deal for when I needed it. Um, but I put a lot of time in. I, you know, on average, I was putting 10, 11 hours a day behind the wheel driving. Right. And... I think that's part of your the whole equation. It's not that there is that people won't work. It's just people aren't willing to work for low wages and stand behind and and, ha and here's the other thing and have to deal with customers. Yeah. I, I I'm guilty of this as much as anybody out there. It it's just far too easy 
to say, okay, I'd like to speak to a supervisor. Yes. Because you, you're only trained to go this far, and I've gotten to the end of, of what you are trained to, to deal with. I'm at the end of your training as far as what you're allowed to say, what, you're, mm -hmm. what you are aware or you know of. So my only recourse is to say, all right, I got to speak to somebody else because you don't understand. The, we're not communicating well enough for you to understand what's really on the retail level. That is getting aggressive. There, I, I watch people yell. I watch. I've seen people throw. I've seen people really become aggressive towards a frontline worker. Mm -hmm. In so there's here. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're. I feel like yeah, we're not just pulling levers. We're pulling strings on a on something because every time we look at something, folks, here comes another piece of the puzzle. Yeah, another string we're pulling out that. I wouldn't want to be in retail right now. I wouldn't want to be in a, in a customer facing service industry right now because you're being abused. And I saw a recent video of, um, of someone, a fast food worker that took it up, was doing everything they could to be really nice and calm with a, with an irate customer. But when that guy got to the window and was still screaming and yelling, the employee took it up. And his comment was, we have to normalize that service workers are going to match what is brought to them, the energy that you bring into the equation. Now, that is a science of mind principle. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the other piece of that, too. So that, so so at the low end of the scale, if you will, or the spectrum, we're getting irate customers in. In, in, in the establishments and, and whether the, whether the point is a valid point or not, depending on which side, like some people have real, real complaints that they need address. And some people are just, you know, over there limiting, they're taking things out on the, on the poor employee. But on the other end, people are taking to Twitter for these companies and they are getting responses because they are, I mean, they, you know, right now they have whole teams of people who monitoring social media yeah. And when something comes out, they are being responded to. So, you know, if you start saying I, I got treated badly at the airport or at this restaurant or by some and you start slamming them on Twitter, you will get a response. Somebody will reply to you because they don't want that out there because it never goes away. Right. Right. All I got to do hashtag, uh, you know, ABC company or whatever. All of that stuff is going to come up. And yeah. so. So now the, the the response and the engagement becomes very, very different. And so, you know, I look at this for myself, uh, you know, in that how do we begin to figure out what is a what is a valid wage? Yeah. And, 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 and what are what are primary benefits that a single person needs. All right. And we're not going to get it a hundred percent. Right. But let's figure out given the economy, what is it, what's a valid wage for someone to live above the poverty level as one person, as two people, as four people, as six people, whatever. So we can begin to figure out, I mean, I saw a job for someone at a convenience store gas station, right? Mm -hmm. They were paying 16 bucks an hour. Right now okay. for a high school kid or a kid in college that may be trying to make ends meet, they right. don't have a lot of responsibilities. That's a right. great job. I think, I think, yes. right. But $16 an hour 
is not enough money to raise a family, even if you no. got two $16 hour jobs putting into the family. Still not enough. Exactly. Uh, you know, and when, given, uh, when, when our kids stuff. were, when our kids were young, Laura and I sat down, did the numbers and realized that for two grade school age children, now this is 10 years ago or more, it was going to cost us somewhere between thirty to forty thousand dollars for childcare, which means to get it, you needed a forty thousand dollar a year job just to cover the, just to basic yeah. cover the expenses of going to the job. Yeah, yeah, right. It real quickly became obvious it was easier and better, more beneficial, and financially more beneficial to open an in-home childcare, take care of our own kids and bring a few more kids in. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me like in many ways, what we're seeing is our economy, our, our work environment, our employment world, especially here in the United States, we're on the spiral. Now we've made a big loop. We went and we're back to this loop of independent entrepreneurs. A lot of people went into network marketing in the past year and a half. Great. It, great. More products, more ways to uh, bigger, less hold by the big company. All the factors that I like about that industry. More people have gotten into the gig economy. Um, I don't think there's a worker shortage. I don't, again, I don't think it's that people won't work. I think it's that people realize they don't have to work the way it's always been. Because you look, I mean, you, you know, getting back to that point, that was an excellent point. If you have kids and you're trying, like, if you make $20 an hour, you work eight hours a week, you work five days a week, and you work 50 hours a year, that means you get two weeks vacation, right? Right. That's yep. $40,000 a year before taxes and other Social Security and all the other things. So that 40, you know, if you take, if you take, uh, you know, 10% from that, which we're probably going to be more than that, but you take 10%, now you got $36,000 a year. Right. To, to pay for your rent, you know, and, and now with the average rents going up, uh, you know, you, I would say probably the average rent for a one bedroom apartment across the country is probably six, seven hundred, eight hundred bucks a month. I was just going to round it up to a grand. <laughs> So you got you got your forty. You, you give a you you take ten percent for expenses. Let's take ten percent ten percent for tithing. Uh, so we now we're to thirty six. Take another ten percent, another four hundred bucks off of that. Let's just say for associated costs, insurance, everything else, we're down to thirty two, and that's not enough to live on. You take a thousand a month, and you take another twenty twelve away. Now we're down to twenty. It, it's not enough to live on for most people. And and especially get, if you're trying to pick the kids up after school because you got to work. Especially if you're paying twenty to th yeah ten to twenty to thirty thousand a year in childcare. It again, folks. You know, if you're just joining us, <laughs> we do this every Friday morning. We look at what's going on, and we don't pretend that we're economists. We don't pretend that we're social scientists. We're ministers, yeah. and we and. For me, what that means is at the very core, we care the most about the people. Yeah. Yeah. And we care the most about the people and we 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 invite people in to follow this philosophy because we believe there's an easier way to, to live life and a, and a 
a more holistic way to look at that. And that's what this whole thing takes. I want to throw this one real quick. We didn't talk about this before the show, but I remember, you know, if 15 bucks an hour is the minimum that we need for, um, if that's even the minimum we need for a teenager to live, we need to make some adjustments to social security because we got a lot of senior citizens living on social security that was built and funded during a time when seven bucks an hour was enough, was enough. And so not only aren't our kids keeping up economically, but our seniors are falling off at a more rapid pace than ever before again, due to inflation and other rising costs. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, uh, and, and social security in January is supposed to be getting the COLA cost of living increase. Um, that's has happened in a long time. Um, but, but, but then you juxtapose that, right. Which we needed, but I, I, you made me think about, so I went and just, just randomly looked at the minimum wage for the state of North Carolina. Now, <laughs> if people were, I, I wish y'all would chime in. Y'all ain't gonna never guess what this is, but the minimum wage in North Carolina, the state of North Carolina is $7.25. That's the minimum wage. Right. Now, uh, that's, uh, that, that's, I, I'm going to just let that sit with you. I ain't going to even comment on that. I'm going to leave that where that lay. Uh, uh, I would love for somebody to do a quick comparison. How does how does living in North Carolina on 725 an hour, how does that compare when, when that was a slave state? Mm. Mm-hmm. How, how's the... the, the right? Now, I'm not going to try to pretend or, or even suggest that it was better living back then for someone that that was a better lifestyle, but I got a feeling it, it pretty comparable. Yeah. Well, and, and, and then you make a contrast, right? So you make a contrast between the minimum wage in Colorado is twelve thirty-two. Right. 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 Uh, you know, and, and, and then if you, if you, uh, if you compare that to the minimum wage in New York, uh, which it says is about fifteen dollars an hour for large employers. I mean, right. they got that all. So uh, you 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 look at this fifteen dollars an hour in New York. Are you kidding me? Twelve dollars an hour, thirteen dollars an hour in Colorado. You can't buy a can of Coke for fifteen bucks in the streets <laughs> of New York anymore. Can't, I don't know. I haven't been in a long time. That's that's probably an exaggeration, but but not far off. I mean, you know, you a Coke a Coke will cost you three dollars for probably dollar fifty two bucks for a twelve ounce pan, probably <laughs> on average. And yeah. so, you know, to me, that begs that begs the thing of, and because employment. Is closely tied to education and 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 uh, trade craft, uh, which inevitably uh, is the is the water that raises all boats, right? Education and employment. We have to begin. You know, we've talked during this pandemic about education and and 
and the, the, the lack thereof when teachers don't show up or teachers start quitting to go to the gig economy or, or, mm-hmm. or, 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 or as Linda said here, um, the pandemic um, causes people who are on the bubble to retire early. So you have all that skill, all that knowledge leaving the workforce because they can't deal with the work environment. And, we begin and, to create huge vacuums right. of knowledge, of skill, of compassion, of all these things we need to make a holistic environment. And we create some very unstable ground. Yes. I'm reminded of an old Mad Magazine. Folks, some of you might remember this. Uh, if you don't remember Mad Magazine, go look it up. There's an old Mad Magazine, and it was it was one of those ones where the picture changed as you pulled out the page. And it starts with a, a, an old man and an apple cart. And the old man's selling apples in the apple cart, and he starts to grow, and his store and his apple cart starts to have, grow and have a few stands, and now it's a little bit of a fruit market, and then it's a store, and it's a little bit of a bigger store, and then it becomes a bigger supermarket, and then it becomes a supermarket, and then it becomes a super supermarket, and then you see the picture of an old man pushing an apple cart through the super supermarket. I feel like we're, we're getting to that point where so much has been invested in these big, huge companies. And what we've learned is these big, huge companies are altruistic to a point. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, they can no longer really care for their employees and the people. And the company itself grows out of control. It grows into stockholders and it grows into a profit machine and it grows into something that can't take truly care for its employees. Right. Now, that's where unions need to step in, right. not not at the beginning, but when the company gets too big. But I do believe that along with the great resignation, what we're about to see is a great reset where bigger retailers, bigger companies are going to start falling away because, or even midsize because the workers are realizing the power lies within and we're going to go do what we want to do and little cottage industries and we're all going to be pushing apple carts but doing just fine with it yeah well and you know you know you bring to mind i don't know some of you may have seen this uh advertisement uh by amazon i'm pretty sure it's amazon where the one person's sitting there saying oh yeah i can come to work but i can't work in the mornings uh i can only work at evenings because i got to pick my daughter up and and the one guy says oh yeah i can work but i need i can't work doing this hour and that hour oh yeah and you need to pay my schooling and they go through these different scenarios. And so some of you may have heard that Amazon has implemented a program. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it started yet or if it starts in, in January where their their uh, employees, their wage employees, they, are, they will pay for college, trade programs, ESL languages for all of their employees that are not salaried. Now, mm-hmm. That is something that is key, right? And you see, and right. there's another one on Amazon where the guy, he was a he was a, a a warehouse worker. His mother passed, his brother passed, and now he's a, a medical tech, and and he's looking now to go to be a nurse. Came out of that because I'm 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 beginning to think that okay, one, 
you're going to have a great employee who has something that, that feel there's investment. Okay, I may, I may have a lower wage, but when I compare that against you paying for class or trade, okay, now we get some equity, potentially. Right. And you build the loyal customer who will support the brand. Right. And so and those are the kinds of things that's going to have to happen. And you don't end up with 30 and 40 and 50-year-olds working in entry-level positions because they got stuck there. Right. And it, I do agree with, right, these types of programs are, are productive. It helps people move through. And I get it. If you're in a salaried position, you probably already have a degree. You probably didn't get that salaried position without a degree or maybe right. two behind right. you, some experience, all that, rather than... I like those those programs. I trust they're going to continue to work in the future. And that, op again, opens up those entry level jobs for our future teenagers. Yeah, that's what I was going to point. The point is, because as those 30 year olds can't get out of the entry level job, the younger people don't have anything. So now we get all kind of issues with the young people. And, right. and, and there goes we have to fix that cycle. I, I, I this is I mean, this is a topic we could talk about for a while. <laughs> yes. However, folks, we have officially uh, four seconds left used up our allotted time frame. Luckily, there's nobody following behind this program, so uh, we can take a few extra moments when we need. But please do remember coming up in just 15 minutes, Seku writes uh, and his program, Be Your Own Hero. Uh, 8.15 morning prayers, 8.30 uh, wake up, uh, the morning sip with Rev. Melissa, 9 o'clock wake up, say thank you with Rev. Steph, 11 o'clock today is Rev. Skip and his program, uh, join us for that as well. And this afternoon, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, and now the good news, a half hour of good news stories brought to you by the New Thought Media Network team. So you'll see different people, different weeks, and we're all going to be doing the same thing at 5 o'clock on Friday, checking in on the good news stories we've found from the past week. So we invite you to join us for that. And then, of course, our fireside chat with Pastor Michael at 6 p.m. Mountain. All right, Z, before we get out of here today, um, I do want to say thank you to everybody that's been a part, been a part of the conversation here. And uh, we're, again, running a little low, a little long. So uh, please do make sure you drop any donations over and on the website, ntmedia.org. Before we go, Z, final thoughts for today. Help somebody and help yourself. <laughs> help somebody and help yourself. Yes. And uh, the one that keeps coming to me is, you know, employment, it's not what it used to be. And we've all got this work-life balance. What if those weren't separate things? Mm. What if work-life is equally and integrated with life life so we just end up with life yes. right yes all right we're gonna get out of here for now folks we love you we thank you and we'll be back again real soon until then peace and thanks for listening to this week's episode of ministers talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings. <laughs>